Happy Thursday, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go through one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv, and once again... We are joined by Steve Lasto, uh, who runs the Princess Bride Minute podcast. Welcome back. Hi. Hey, thanks, Captain. <laughs> and in I'm this, actually the co. I think I'm the I'm the co-pilot. Yeah. Jim's the who's, captain. Who's flying this. this thing? I don't know. I'm no. I'm always thinking of myself as uh, Mel, just yelling, putting on my boots all the time. Uh, the uh, but since this last uh, we, we had a we had a homework assignment for you since uh, you were back on minute one twenty. Uh, the homework assignment, having never seen the movie except for the one minute, uh, you were to go out and watch the other 136 minutes of the movie, and I understand that you have done so. Indeed. You've earned your wings. You sat through every every last bloody minute of it. A relatively unbloody minute. They weren't that bloody. Actually, that's a pretty bloody scene where she gets um, you know smacked around the back of the cabin. Yeah, it's it, I, well, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of remnants after. I mean, like. We get to see her get knocked back, but then it seemed like they painted the whole place with uh, uh, strawberry jam through most of the, <laughs> the side walls and everything like that. And there seems to be an awful lot of stuff coming out of uh, what appears to be what's left of her eye. Well, she, she's lucky to be alive. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she could live on to the prequels if, or into the sequels, but uh, that unfortunately she was never brought back, which is a shame. They did, we didn't get to follow more, more of her story. But uh, right now we're in, we're in an extremely exciting minute. This is a, this is a minute that people would probably kill for. It's a, it's high action <laughs> Patroni. We've got Patroni at the peak of his game. He is, this is the Everest. This is at of, him at his cigar chomping best. Yes. Yeah. He is, uh, he's right on top of things and, and uh, loving everything. And there's minute. my favorite line in the whole movie, which we'll get to. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It is, it, this is, I think you could skip the rest of the movie and just skim right ahead to, to minute 124. We've got Mel's out there in his, uh, in his, uh, uh Melmobile. Talking mm-hmm. to Danny back at down at back at the snow desk, and uh, he tells he tells Danny that it you know time's up, start the plows, and so Danny Danny does his job. He hits that uh, he hits those buttons on his radio, and he tells them uh, Conga leader snow desk move, <laughs> and uh, and off they go on their appointment with destiny. So so what was their their plan was just to shove the airplane off to the side? Yeah, sh- shove a a, a a jet that has its engines running. Uh, in, you know, and and two two wings full of gasoline or uh, aviation fuel, uh, mm. uh, into into I guess either further off the runway or further up the runway or so, in some direction yeah, other than where it is work. right now. Yeah, that's gonna work. Off off they went and uh, but uh, Joe gets Joe gets them or Joe is trying to, Mel's trying to get a message to Joe saying uh, Joe it's Mel stop stop all engines and uh, and get out. Of course, this is this is while the conga line is heading for the, uh, you know, they're already in process of of about to attack the plane. So I, I didn't know mm. it was he expecting Joe to like jump out with it. They, they've moved the they moved the ladder away. So you know, I guess Joe was supposed to just jump out and, and wait for the trucks as he landed in the snowbank. Well, he's Petroni. He can yeah. you know he can yeah. leap tall <laughs> runways at a single bound. Yeah, and his his uh, co-pilot, Mister Rolling, can. Uh, you know, well, he can he can fend for himself. I mean, it's not his problem. By the way, 
all the the two shots of Mel and uh, um, I can't remember what's her Tanya. name, Jean Seeper, uh, Tanya. She, yeah, she looks so awesome. I oh. mean, God, is she beautiful? Yeah, she's like right off a of Vogue cover there. Yeah, just, uh, yep. just had to get that out. I'm but sorry. We're that. we're going through all this, Steve. What's your what's your take on this? Now, now having seen the movie, does this uh, make your blood you know just pump a little faster? I mean, when you're watching this little segment. I didn't expect Patroni to become come quite so unhinged. Um, you know, I mean, it's it, they're they're down to the wire. They've really they've really put off, you know, moving that plane, snow blowing that plane out of the way. And I did not see Patroni just going to hell with you all. I'm doing my thing, and you know, so be it. And I thought that was kind of awesome. Um, it was a moment where a character who I didn't really have much invested in completely surprised me. Yeah, he he became more than more than he was. He 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 started out, you know, a minute like minute ten or so back when when we had to get him off the couch with his wife. He was mm. a re- reluctant hero, and he gets dragged into the middle of this thing. And Mel's gonna rain on his parade of trying to get it fixed. So he just you know he took the literally took the helm and and he just you know now go sorry ahead. go ahead go ahead sorry right. now that I can look back on it, um, I, this is classic Petroni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. actually, the, the guy sitting next to him is actually doing some acting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's... Like, looking unhappy and worried. <laughs> he's like, am I going to lose my job? What am I, am I going to go up in a raging fireball? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and this guy, this that guy works for Transglobal, and he's in a Transglobal plane. So technically, he's the Transglobal guy on the scene. I don't think. Well, James... there's always a job for him at TWA. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe will take care of him. He can. Uh, he'll be raking leaves in the fall in front of the St. Louis headquarters or something. But I have a question for you guys, actually. Go ahead. So, so they they went out of their way to create a fake airline, which is now a real airline. Um, why is he wearing the TWA hat? Well, he he works for Joe works for TWA because at the beginning of the movie. Mel was talking to uh, the guy from The Hidden. I can never remember his name, uh, but he's he was their the TGA's equivalent of Joe Petroni. Was trying to figure out how to get. He was going to get the plane out by tomorrow, and and Mel was saying, "I need it tonight. I don't need to wait for tomorrow." He says, "Well, he says if I can con TWA out of Petroni, can I get him? Can he try it? Try it?" And he goes, "Yeah, Joe can have all the tries he wants." So Joe works for TWA, and TWA turns out to be the hero in this show because they've, you know, they have a responsible, experienced guy like Joe Petroni, other than this schlub who works for Transglobal and doesn't know, you know, he works in Chicago and has no idea how to work with planes in snow. So, you know, Joe Joe is the only man that knows how to do it. I just I feel bad for uh, for for that guy because what you know, and and he went home for the night apparently, or no, he he, he the last time we saw him. Uh, Joe told him to get everybody out of the way. He's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna start it up. And second fifty six, the greatest line in the whole movie. Hold on, I'm going for broke. Yes, <laughs> that's what he tells his wife when he gets home after a shift. <laughs> More power. Uh, if I'm going full throttle. Didn't <laughs> uh, uh, take the cigar out either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you're burning the pillow. <laughs> All right, family show. Um, the uh, yeah, it, it Joe is. This is where Joe becomes your absolute, you know, living legend. He's 
it, it, it you want to see the Joe Petroni show. You can tune in on him every week after this thing. I mean, he's just so far he's just been mouthing off to people and you know and and acting kind of like hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm, but this is where he's showing he's got guts and he know he knows he knows he's right enough to get uh, Mel. Mad. Well, we're gonna see Mel get a little bit more mad tomorrow when he realizes that Joe's just you know. <laughs> He's turned off the dial. He's like, I'm not listening to this guy. Um, I wonder what you know. Tanya's character. She's she's kind of in the pecking order of things. Tanya is the uh, the chief agent there. He's she's just below Mr. Weatherby uh, as as uh, the TGA rep. So I mean, isn't isn't her hide on the line over this whole thing? I mean, what you know at the at the eventual TGA inquest when they find out what wrecked the 707. Wouldn't she get called to the stand and is like, well, weren't you in charge? Didn't you say they shouldn't have done this? Oh, they'd all get fired. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, our hero get fired too? No, oh, Petroni or Mel? I don't, I don't... Mel. Mel Bakersfield. Yeah, You're Mel, out, Mel. Mel Mel is going to have everybody mad at him. I mean, he's got... No more executive lunches for you. No. Well, uh, Commissioner Ackerman is going to come back and just fire him. He'll never work in this town again. He'll be... He'll be he'll be washing Cessnas at the uh, at the local general general aviation strip and uh, selling Snickers bars behind the counter. But I I really you know this this is definitely the turning point in the entire movie after after the well I mean this is this is almost to the turning point we're watching although it, I think at the very last second it is it it does start moving out of the out of the ditch we we do see forward motion. So uh, I guess this is the the climax of of the biggest, the 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 very first problem that we had in this movie was there's there's a seven oh seven stuck in the snow. Mm. Um, that now, problem is about to be solved. Well, well, I have to go back to Steve here. As I mean, we know this is a dated film. This is from nineteen seventy. But as a as a movie in itself, just a movie for watching a movie, does it hold up? Do, do you feel do you feel a sense of um, engagement with the movie when you're watching it i definitely felt a sense of engagement and to to the movie's credit like a lot of these actors who are very famous um i have no experience with like i've seen this is the tail end of many of these actors careers um and although i think dean martin goes on for quite some time i think dean like he goes on for like 20 Bert, years in, Bert in as well yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see but, Dean in uh, Cannibal Run and things like that. So he's got another, at least another decade. So to me, though, these are largely unfamiliar actors. They're just not on my. I was born in 1972. They're just not on my radar. They're a little <laughs> bit. <familiar. laughs> I know. I know. Finally, I'm the youngest guy in the room. Someday, um, yeah, someday. senior. Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to order off the uh, back page of the IHOP menu pretty soon. Don't worry. It all. It all happens very fast. But to this to this movie's credit, I I, I, I these to these character these actors credits, I really really they they really pulled it through for me. Um, like Dean, you saw my if you saw my post about Dean Martin, I, I was really engaged with Dean Martin. Oh yeah, and yeah. and what's her name? The old lady who won the Helen, best Helen, supporting actor. Helen, Helen, Helen Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. yeah, Helen Hayes. I mean, how can I? I don't know why you guys didn't enjoy being in the um, outside the Commanders Club. Um, I thought that was excellent. Uh, well, <laughs> we were mostly. 
It, it, we just it, spent so many days there. You you watched it. You watched it, and it was all over for you in like fifteen twenty minutes. But we spent yeah. you know it was, it was better part of a month just looking at that fireplace and eating sandwiches and drinking coffee. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it it, um, it was good exposition. I have to admit that was a great way to explain that character. You very you got very much involved with the character and what she does. And but since this is like one of your first exposures to these actors and actresses, could you sense what great performers they really were. I think they elevated what is otherwise a, a clumsily made movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, the concept of this, the ideas they have going on, even the things that make it too dense, like the, the plot with the commissioners and all of that. Like, I think this is really, really interesting stuff. I just think it's, it's, it's done. And I, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to slam it too hard. I just don't think it's done all that well. Yeah, mm. there, like you yeah. said, there's just kind of too many stories that detract from. I mean, it, it seems like filler at some points. That whole thing where they're showing the airline, airport of the future, and and how he's gonna, you know, they're they're having problems with meadow wood and and and. Well, they had to stretch on. this thing out to two plus hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this would have been about a like an hour and ten minute movie if you cut out that whole a section. Short subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, let me ask you guys a question. So I, I'm. I haven't had the chance in the last four days to listen to all 120 minutes or whatever it is of your <laughs> podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm working on it. You're welcome. I haven't gotten it. Oh, yet. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. are, are you? I'm kind of an airport airline flying geek on, on some level. Do you guys? Is that part of your DNA, guys? It is. It is uh, with in, me. It is with me. Mark, Mark is. Mark flies on airplanes. I I used to work for companies that built airplanes, and it. it it, to me, I just love watching. I remember this time. We both remember this time. I mean, this was the age when when flying wasn't a chore. This was like you were sitting, as Louis C.K. says, you're you're sitting in a chair in the sky. And everybody that gets on the plane realizes, you know, I'm in a chair in the sky. This is, you know, the dream of mankind for thousands of years being like a bird. This, that's how this whole thing was. And we have to understand there was also way more room between you and the next uh uh the person in front of you yeah na- nowadays it's more like days. it's more like ben hur you know you're in the ch- yeah. you're 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 about to attack another ship that's how that's how close you feel like they should just hand you an oar but you know this this was a, it reminds us of a time and a place where this was you know it was it was cool it was a really cool thing that you were getting on a plane it wasn't like you know you're 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 climbing on the uh the subway home it 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 was exciting back then, and and, it, and <sighs> as as for people who enjoy airplane, I mean, we've had uh, well, yesterday we had uh, Hal Bryan on, who's head of the Experimental Aircraft Association's uh, social media, and he's a he's a plane buff. Cool. And for people that are plane buffs, this movie is just it, you know it, it's par for the course. It's really great stuff. It's very even though it's melodramatic, it's very accurate. The the things that the way that the uh, the flight controllers work. The way that the pilots talk to each other. The way that they use the radio. The way that you know. The way that they solve problems. This is real life. This is actually how they do things when there's a plane in trouble. Even you know, even over the past 45 years since this movie came out, um, it's still you know relevant to how air, airplanes and how airports work. So um, I, th- I think that's. That's an added dimension for people who are just you know nuts about planes. But I think as a just as a storytelling thing, I think this is a pretty good storytelling movie. It tells you a bunch of um, little dramas that you can uh, identify with or or think, wow, that's really. It's over a the draction top. movie, drama action. 
Hmm. Yeah. And surprisingly little action for a disaster, you know, a quote unquote right. disaster film. Right. We may have we have have like maybe three minutes of real disaster, and the rest of it is just dealing with the characters that we've known, you know, that we've we've met and endlessly discussed for two solid hours before any action happens. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, and you see some really um, astonishing performances. I, I I think one of the best performances in this is by uh, Maureen Stapleton. You you watched, you know, minutes of her. She, you know, she goes from just trying to get by to just being more unhappy and more unhappy and just absolutely out of her mind, crazy unhappy by the time this movie finishes up. That's Guerrero's Guerrero's, Guerrero's wife, Miss, Mrs. Guerrero, yeah. the one that yeah the, the the one that works in the uh, in the coffee shop, and just you know watching how hard it must have been to play that constantly distracted you know like, like after after he gets on the plane and she's there talking with uh, Mel and Tanya in the office and she's just kind of like staring off into the middle distance that that's a really hard thing to pull off as an actress and and she does it. I mean, they had to have filmed three or four takes on each one of these scenes, and she had to pull that out somewhere. And, you know, you, you think about that, just the mechanics of getting that kind of performance on screen. It's it's stunning. It's really a, just a, a an amazing, uh, I, I can't think of the word, uh, like a, a showcase for her talents. And, and, and all of them. I mean, these guys are all old hoofers, you know, everybody from um, Van Heflin, who was in uh, Shane, to... Helen Hayes, who was in silent movies, and she still, you know, she still has it. She still manages to bring it up on the screen. And even ingenues like like Jacqueline Bisset, who's more than just a pretty face, she manages to sell the idea that she's just this goofy girl who happens to fall in love with Dean Martin. Can I, I ask you another question? Sure, go ahead. Sure. So, uh, to my point about this being a movie that where the act, so this is sort of like the actors they really make the movie for me, and I get the feeling that they're they they got this all star cast. And even though it wasn't good, these guys were able to pull it off and make it work. Yeah. Um, even though even though the script or whatever wasn't perfect, they made they pulled it off. Do you think there's a movie that's come out in the last twenty years, thirty years, whatever that that parallels like in more modern times, in the last twenty years, that parallels that sort of thing where actor where a bunch of older actors have really sold the movie? Yeah. I'm, I'm maybe Heat. I'm thinking Heat. You've got Pacino. You've got uh, yeah, yeah, De Niro. De Niro. But that's that's 20 years old. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, as to something in the 21st century, um, you know, I've watched The Expendables, and I don't I don't get that feeling from this movie. I, I, I mean, I don't I don't get I don't get the feeling that I got from this movie from The Expendables. Every one of the folks in The Expendables were playing themselves and not. I, I never got the feeling that they Not were in any danger. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you, you're watching Stallone and Schwarzenegger and all that, and Van Damme and all that. Oh, I forget who everybody was in there, but um, they were all playing their characters that they played in other roles. He might as well just hired Chuck Norris and have them, you know, have them cloned. Um, but yeah, as to an all-star drama, I can't think of any. I mean, would Titanic count? Do you think Titanic has that? I, I don't know. Kate Kate Winslet no, was too. That had too much going for it. I think. Yeah, yeah. There was. There, Plus, they was were much... all up and coming stars for the yeah. most part, except for Gloria, whatever her last name was. Oh yeah, the one from The Invisible Man. Um, the Invisible Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was Claude Rains' girlfriend in that, and then winds up in Titanic. What a thing! Somebody's got to be doing the Titanic minute pretty soon, I would think. <laughs> um, so I have a submission. Okay. That fits this category, but I've never seen the movie. Sure. Don't hate me here, okay? No, no, no. Go right ahead. Space Cowboys. Oh, oh interesting. I didn't see it. 
But I, uh, that you're probably right. Who's in that? Oh, I, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Donald Sutherland, Donald James Sutherland. Garner. Yeah, yeah. That might. Ca- what about? Um, there was another movie like that with James Garner. Was it called um, Mr. President? It's the one where they were ex-presidents. They were two ex. Jack Lemmon and uh, James Garner, and I can't think of who their wives were, but they were two presidents who were they were, they were going to fix something the, the, the world was at you know the world was under harm and there were two ex-presidents that wound up uh trying to save the world again but that might have been an all-star but yes yeah, space cowboys might count um although very similarly rated on rotten tomatoes um about as long a bunch of old people mm, yeah okay. yeah um a bunch of old millionaires there. my my question is were they and thinking about space cowboys, though, that's again like Armageddon. It's kind of like they're playing themselves or the versions of themselves that are always on screen. I don't. I'm. I'm trying to think if that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of some way of saying that. It's like it, when they're playing their arch, archetype. My fellow Americans, by the way, was the other one. That's uh, oh, yeah. Jack Lemon. Jack Jack Lemon, James Garner, and Dan Aykroyd, 1996, mm-hmm. uh, and Lauren Bacall. And Esther Roll and, and Williford Brimley. Oh, you know Just what? Got I've got it. Another more a Maureen Stapleton movie, uh, Cocoon. Cocoon. Oh would yeah, be, that's true. Would be a good one with featuring old people who are, you know, they're well known but all part of it. I would say Cocoon might might land in that. By the way, uh, Airport got eighty uh, percent on the tomato meter. Fifty four percent liked it. Yeah, well, but, maybe it'll be fifty five after we're done with this podcast. Yeah, we, 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 if we can change <laughs> one thing. I'm trying to think. Yeah, but that that is that would be an interesting genre, like the not quite. Over, yeah, maybe over the hill, but not quite. And now I'm just trying to think of like an all star movie like Silence. Well, they of the were Lambs in in the early '70s. There was or, no, actually, maybe it was '83. Even there was a horror movie that had like Vincent Price, Peter Cushing. It, it had like all the the surviving horror stars of the day. Yeah, but, uh, but what I'm thinking is though they're still playing. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out some other way of saying it, where they're playing themselves. Like Peter Cushing playing Peter Cushing isn't a stretch, but where where you see them in other roles, like what about uh, the uh, movies like uh, is it Shortcuts? I can't remember the name. There's like there's like six different movies going on. Yes, that shortcuts, right? Are they playing themselves? Or, or you know, and are they over? The, yeah, some of them are over. I mean, Huey Lewis was in that movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think Steve, I think you're right. That that could be there. There's kind of a dearth of them, though. I don't think there's many where you have a lot of over the hill people. You know, I mean, if you think of a movie like Ghostbusters or something, that's where they are at the at their peak. They're not post peak coming back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are only a couple years off of Saturday Night Live at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you think of a uh, a movie like uh, Adventureland, which ha- well, I know I, Woody Harrelson is still, at, you know, he's not coming back. He's he's there. And hmm, okay, this might be a question that we're going to have to address online somewhere. I'm, I'm sure we will have a, a a thread or a topic on the uh, Commanders Club about this. If you can think of movies that are similar to uh, Airport, only set in the tw- or only you know developed in the 21st century, where what would the elements be? It would be old timers and a uh, blockbuster movie and they're not playing their typical selves they're like they're not like it's not an arnold schwarzenegger character playing an arnold schwarzenegger character like um what's the uh, the arnold schwarzenegger movie that was a colossal flop it's a really good movie actually but it's um, oh, oh oh the last action last hero? action hero yeah yeah last yes. action hero had uh, the Bing. guy 
he killed Mozart. Yeah, I mean that F. Mary Abraham and things like that. I mean that's he's still playing. He but he's still playing that role. He he's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Arnold. Even in the movie, he's playing Arnold Schwarzenegger literally. But yeah, not playing their the roles that they're known for, but still, you know, still up front and in a in a blockbuster movie. And elevating the material somewhat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the movie is better because they are in it. Similar to, and they're they're like, if you think of the movie um, My Favorite Year, how different would that movie have been if it had not been Peter Tool in the Peter O'Toole in the uh, in the starring role? I mean, that, he he lifted that from a. I mean, otherwise it'd just be another like a Thirty Rock script. I mean, it was good, but not you know, it's like this thing just kind of went up another notch having him in there. Intriguing. Wow, that's a, that's a good good call, Steve. What did you find the model shots pretty dated? Um, I I, I sort of enjoyed it when the plane first went to the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I thought was um that I thought was pretty solid. Um, I, I on the runway, it, are those all model shots? Are those all practical effects? Like when 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 in the minute that we just watched where Petroni's yeah. pulling, that, that, yeah, I, that, that is a real, the, that is a real seven oh seven. It's a really it's a seven, so they yeah. dug it into the wow, yeah. And right. um, if you were the stunt pilot and you're listening to this, please get in touch. <laughs> We've got a coffee mug with your name on it, sir. Yeah. Unfortunately, that uh, that seven oh seven that's in that scene uh, crashed in Brazil, killing four people back in uh, nineteen ninety nine. I think it was. So kind of a and uh, me down. that's one of those things that the uh, I think there was a plane like that plane crash and then the Concorde that was in you know, airport the Concorde mm. that the airport seventy nine uh, that Concorde was the one that crashed at uh, at Charles France? de Gaulle that en- that ended the uh, the Concorde program because of that crash. So it's the wow. uh, the curse well, of being in airport that. movies. It's worse oh, wow. than being on a Sports Illustrated cover. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, well, maybe someday they'll come back with a supersonic uh, aircraft. I mean, that's something I would have loved to uh, have flown on, but it was insanely expensive. I was, I was third in, I think I've said this story before, but I was third in line for getting on the Concorde, but uh, they ran out of, they ran out of seats, so I wound up first class on uh. British Airways. Uh, that close to being on the rocket. I got to, I got to watch it pull away from the gate and fly off, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a sad day for. <laughs> oh, you know, I had a when when you get bumped down to first class, that's when you. It's like oh darn. I never could have afforded it when it was flying, but now I I have so many American Airlines miles that I'm whatever they said of that, I'm sure I could you know justify it for the experience. Well, yeah. <laughs> so so write to American Airlines and ask them to buy an SST somewhere. They. I'm o- I'm only platinum. They're not listening to me. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will once they hear you've been on this show. Yeah, yeah. They might send you an Admirals Club ticket, or you can use your neighbors like uh, like Helen Hayes does. Uh, uh, the the sequels that will come out after they they came out after this movie. I mean, there was a five year lull, and then Airport seventy five came out. It's a shame that the that except for Petroni, they gave up on everybody that was in the cast. They didn't follow the other the other stories. And I, I really, of of the people that you saw on this movie, which story did you want to follow up with after the movie was over? Which one did you want to, the the one that interested you the most in finding out? You know, did did Bert enjoy her scrambled eggs? Did uh, oh, I bet he did. You know how uh, did <laughs> did Mrs. Guerrero get her kids back from? Uh, her sister, now that um, 
Dio's gone? Or? Well, when she wrote, wrote the tell-all book, maybe. Yeah. Well, I figure she was getting sued six ways from Sunday. <laughs> That's a lot of uh, coffee cups full of uh, tips from the diner. I'm looking for the Norman Lear version of um, The Further Adventures of Mrs. Ada Quonset. Mm. Uh, I feel that she is going to go on some... Now, I, I assume she now has a golden ticket, and she is going to take us to all sorts of wonderful places and all sorts of wonderful adventures. Yeah, I can see that. Now, what, what about the theory? Uh, I think Pete Mummert is the first one to suggest this, that everything that Ada Quonset says is a lie. Like, she's got nothing to do with... Like, she's actually... She's like an international smuggler, and she tells whatever story she needs to get out of the way. She might be in cahoots with the uh, the customs agent downstairs, the guy that can find the diamonds in the poodle. But she's actually, you know... This is all part of her plan. She was planning on getting to Rome, but she needed to get off the current plan and get on another. You know, this is just rather involved. Not everything's a carbonite dream. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I'll I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. No, <laughs> Why <I'd>, not? <laughs> I'd, I'd I really would watch any movie with Ada Consett. If they were going to remake Airport, who would you ca- could, could you give us a, a brief cast list? Think about you know who <laughs> oh, who would be Mel. Oh God, that's um... Nick, Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage will do anything right now. I don't think he'd be in a yeah. blockbuster anymore. Who would be Who would be Mel? Who would be Dean? Is I think my question. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Not, this is not. A, I'm not good at. I'm not good at actors. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you got to have. Uh, I think Petroni would be the Rock. I think you'd have to have uh, Dwayne oh, Johnson. Yeah. As, because he's a, he, he's in everything, so that would be basically when you look at a movie. I'm recasting. You got to figure out which which one is the Dwayne Johnson character, and that I think he's Petroni in this movie. Just uh, just to have him go. Well, she's going to uh, get. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to think who would be a good uh, a good Dean Martin. I, I, yeah, it's somebody slightly over the hill. Maybe. Uh, well, you see, like Harrison Ford's getting too old. He's too old there. Or maybe yeah. we could maybe we could steal from uh, from from your neck of the woods. We could have Carrie Elways uh, as a uh, I don't know. He's not he's not a bad guy. I don't think I, these these yeah. are all very flawed characters. Yeah. So you need someone with a little bit of dirt to them. You know. <laughs> um, Will Farrell. There's yeah. your pilot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Well, who, who's a singer? A, a, like a, a a singer that old? Are there any singers that old? <laughs> Tony Bennett's a little too Tony old. Ben- yeah, <laughs> he'd need his walker. Uh, uh, just no. That's, he. Uh, oh, Tara, oh. No, no, no. But I mean, this is there. That, that's that's a generation removed. You need. I'm tra- Willie. No, Willie Nelson would never. <laughs> I think I think you'd have to get Ving Rhames in here somehow. No, you know who Ving Rhames would be? He would be Barry Nelson. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could yeah. see Ving Rhames doing that. Well, then you you're gonna have to like I I think you could just go through the Mission Impossible cast and start saying, well, would you put Tom Cruise in there because Tom Cruise is like 50. He'd he'd be able to. You know, he's if if you look, you look at careers and they usually ebb. He has been since the early 80s a major major star, and he's always always got a blockbuster coming out, and most of them do pretty well. Yeah, he's kind of like. Uh... And they're, and they're steady. I mean, he doesn't have really yep. a lot of bombs. Nope. But yeah, I could see, nope. in in terms of an all-star movie, I could see Tom Cruise being uh, being Dean sure. Martin. Has he played a, much of a fink, though? I mean, I'm trying to think movies where he... Has he been well, the just bad on guy? Oprah. 
no. It, <laughs> well, he was a bit of a. I mean, you know, his younger days, I keep thinking like the color of money. He was like the hero, but he was an idiot. Mm. He's, you know, the, the, if you think about it, that is kind of like the uh, career arc for his character from Top Gun. He gets out of being, you know, he, he gets out of being in the Air Force. He winds up as a pilot job, and he winds up going out with some girl much younger than he is, and winding up with her being pregnant. I could see, I could see that possibly. The funny thing, uh, uh, well, not funny. I guess it's just ir- irony. The ironic part of this is that you could have Jacqueline Bissett playing Helen Hayes' role since they're the same age now. Oh she, my goodness gracious! Yeah, yeah. you've got to yeah. do that. Yeah, that makes me feel old. Okay, well, I think we can, we've got the pitch all set for Universal. Mark, you're you're right yeah. around the corner from them. Just yeah, you know what? I'll put it in a bottle and I'll you know <laughs> keep it off the hill and yeah, see just, if it just make get it a lot. The other side, God knows, I could get the front gate. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we'll just we'll just wait for another party. We'll go to a big fancy Hollywood party and, and get in and see if we can handle it. Well, Steve, thank you so much for putting up with uh, with Airport. I'm glad. Bottom line, let's say if, uh, on a five star rating, where would you put it? I'm going to give it a strong three. Okay. I good would hard, agree with that. Good hard three. Uh, yeah. three a, I can do half stars, right? Three and a half stars. Yeah, three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. I Tune in. So that that good 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 reporting on that. Thank, thank you very much for, for sitting through it. You're a brave man for take, taking this on. Uh, we've, had, we've had several people looking at it. Most, most people have generally liked it. You are one of our highest rated ones. And you, you've actually spent uh, a lot of time. Uh, thinking about this, especially we appreciated the live blog on the uh, on the Commanders Club site. It was very illuminating. <laughs> I had a blast, guys. Well, great. Wow. All right, well, thank you so much. And we will be looking forward to uh, listening. And this listening. is like jury duty. You don't have to do it again for a long time. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll have you on for 75 or so, but uh, yeah. We'll... <laughs> yeah, try to find me. <laughs> when you guys do the Poseidon adventure, that's what I want a week. <laughs> okay, we got you, we got you penciled in. What about surviving in. the game? Oh, surviving the game. This is Mark's perpetual, perennial... Uh, desire. Have He's you seen that movie? With Not R- me. Rutger uh, Hauer, no. <laughs> rent it or, or uh, well, you don't rent anymore, but uh, stream it. It's uh, it's a great 90s adventure movie. Rutger Hauer. You can't go, can't go wrong with Rutger Hauer. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with Rutger Hauer. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, great. Thank you. And uh, once again, if anybody wants to talk about this some more on our social media, we're always available. Twitter, Airport Minute. We are available on uh, Facebook, of course, at Airport Minute and the Airport Minute Commanders Club. Uh, join us at our great big website, airportminute.com, where you can get cool swag with uh, these nuts are stale on a, on a coffee mug. It's excellent. It's always good for breakfast. I have one. I'm a proud owner of one. Yeah, Marcus Rathbone staring you in the face every morning. It's a real waker-upper. Um, by the way, he is my favorite character in this movie. If anybody wants to know, that's that's my guy. Yeah, Marcus Rathbone. I I, I feel for him. I, I He is... I feel this... for him. He, he starts out the movie by shoving a little kid. Into, into a... a, a uh, case full of dynamite. I understand, but you know we've all had those days. And this is the thing is, he is living the state of airline travel nowadays. This is everything you get. Oh my god! You get charged I to go imagine parking. Him on a plane now. Yeah, yeah. He'd be kicking that kid. He'd be kicking that kid's seat in the back, you know, just knock it off and screaming and telling the. Uh, the he'd probably get thrown off the plane anyway. He'd probably be lighting up in the in the in the lavatory and getting thrown off. But yeah, he's my hero. That's why he's on a coffee mug. Anyway, but yeah, but if you want to want to get some cool swag like that, go to airportminute.com. It's it's out there. While we still have a week or two left, you can uh, subscribe. Oh, you can always subscribe even after we're gone. You can subscribe to uh, to our uh, feed on iTunes. Go to air go to iTunes, search for Airport Minute and hit subscribe and you got it coming to you hot and fresh every every night. Uh, but we will return tomorrow. Steaming. 
yeah, steaming, steaming hot uh, conversation. And we get some. <laughs> Steve is the Steve is the beginning of a really great guest uh, avalanche that's coming at the end of this here. We're a gonna, marathon taking us right through to the end. Yeah, a big surprise. Yeah, it's super duper stuff. We got we got people you wouldn't even believe we got on this show. So keep tuning in. We're down to the last couple of last couple of weeks, and the the adventure just gets more exciting. So come back tomorrow or watch Joe Petroni and see if he can finally get that plane out of the ditch. We'll, we'll be here uh, on the airport minute until. Tomorrow, then. Good day. Bye. Bye now. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling.